Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is... Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Jason. Uh, you may have noticed that we have kind of moved into the every other week kind of phase. That's not necessarily prescriptive. It just kind of worked out that way between vacations and working and family stuff. So um, we're still trying to bring you the content, but this is a crazy time in our lives, I guess. I don't know. I feel like every time in our lives is crazy. Yeah. Like someone said, you'll get the episode when you get it. Someone said that. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it in a negative way. That just, it's just kind of how it happens. But every time I sit down to record and I start talking, I'm like, you know, this is really fun. And I've missed this. It's been a while. So sorry it's been a while, but we are coming to you with a really uh, interesting episode. One that's got me pretty excited. But before we get into all that, let's start with some news. Uh, I've only got two items in news today. There's some interesting stuff kind of out there, um, but I want to talk about a game. It's actually, I think I think they're calling it a second edition, I believe, because apparently this game is in America, but we own a copy. I really thought it was released in America at some point. Yeah, I don't know. It says this this two to four player game is finally coming to the USA. Oh, we got ours at half price books, so and it was <laughs> in shrinks. So yeah, I don't know. Right, so the game is Sans Souci. Uh, this is a Michael Kiesling game, which is interesting because they're like really up marketing this as, as like, uh, oh, some some people have called it the Azul Killer and Carcassonne, but fun. And I'm like, whoa, let's let's slow down. I mean, it is fun. I give them that. Oh, but it is fun. And that's the reason why <laughs> I want to talk about it is because we've had this game for a while. Yeah, at least a couple of years, maybe more. Uh, and. I a lot of people haven't heard about it, but we uh, do like to bring this game out. It works really well with, I think, newer gamers as well as if you've, you know, you played a lot of games. So you are actually laying out this garden with these tiles. Um, there's rows and a garden, these pathways. And so you want to connect the tiles that you are pulling with um like your people moving down the pathways to get through your garden. Um, and certain pathways only have certain types of like garden decorations, like fountains or different types of hedges or, um, I don't try statues. The thing you walk through like, a archway. Yeah. Did you say that? No, maybe yeah, there's some, there's some archways too. Um, so it's basically tile placement fairly simple but trying to get that laid out as much as you can uh, to get the people through your garden as far as you can following whatever pathway can be a little tricky which is cool and you never get the tile out that you want at the time that you want it it just never happens um there is also with this like i was looking to see if there are any differences from what we have to this one there's new artwork obviously um but there's, yeah, and you have mission cards. There yeah, is a wild. That was in the first one. Yes, there's a wild boar expansion. What? Yes, that's like a new little expansion. Um, four wild boars and unique rules. I don't know what that means, 
but it's in this one. Um, so if you like Kiesling games, if you like kind of really easy, easy to play games, but kind of, you know, a little bit thinky uh, games with tile laying, uh, the artwork also on this one is very nice. I would check out Sanssouci um, since apparently now it's in the U.S., even though we had a copy before. <laughs> so if you heard us maybe talk about this and you're interested, uh, definitely check this out. There's six days left on this Kickstarter uh, at the time this episode drops, and uh, one copy is 40 bucks. That's a pretty good price. Finally, a game that has a good price. Right. I mean, because it does have like a ton of tiles and you've got your you got your wooden bores. I mean, yeah, and your tokens and your cards and stuff. Yeah, it's just cards, tiles, and those little meeple people. At least our version is. But the tiles on ours are super thick. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this nice comes with and- a, cl- a cloth bag for the tiles and... Oh, we didn't get a bag. We just had to mix them around and shuffle them up. Oh, well, this has a cloth bag. Look out. Yeah, we got, we're living like plebs, which I'm okay with. I was like, uh, it's pretty usual. We got the budget edition, (laughs) which is right up our alley. In my defense, this was the edition for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is true. (laughs) Yep. So uh, Sansusi now on Kickstarter. The next game I am really intrigued by, and I honestly don't know that I understand completely how to play it, but from what I can tell, it looks good. This is a card game, and it's called Monsters of Lac Lomond. Lac Lomond. Lomond. Lac Lomond. I don't know. My Scottish. Not very good. But this is a card game, which I think is awesome. And it looks like... It's a really interesting mix of like the card game golf and love letter. I know, right? Weird. Um, so everyone has like a clan and that consists of four cards face down in front of you. Before the game starts, you can only peek at two of them. And these cards have like monsters on them. They have, there can be monsters, eggs, there can be people, um, <clears throat> cards with magical powers, so that you can play them sometimes, but you're trying to get rid of the monsters out of your clan, um, which is your four cards. And you can do that through like blindly pulling cards out and putting them onto the Highlands, taking Highland cards and replacing the ones that you have, um, using the powers on the cards to switch cards with other people, to move them around, which is kind of like the love letter-esque portion because um, like different cards will be like, as long as this card is open in your clan, you may peek at any one card during your turn. That's like the witch. Or you can also, there are some cards that give you tokens that you can use in future rounds. Uh, the artwork is really cool, really interesting. The theme is really cool because um, you've got like, lake monsters and selkies and like all these kind of classic monsters appearing because it's like you know like Loch Ness you've got Nessie and them but you've got like villagers and like witches and like priests and um so they give you different scoring opportunities because you're trying to have the lowest score um the monsters all have kind of really high scores so that's why you're trying to get them out it tells you you have to say shoe when you see like a match for a monster that you have out no, I'm not gonna do that that's dumb I get it you just have to beat someone because like if someone else has so you can take one of your monsters. If it matches a monster that's in the Highland, you can get rid of it. Or you can do it on from someone else's clan. 
So like if I know that you have like a baby monster and a baby monster is out there in the open highland, if I'm fast enough, I can grab it and throw it down. And then that means I get to give you one of the cards out of my clan. So like there's like there's a lot of like classic card game elements that you've played all mix into this, um, which I think is really interesting. Um, Cause once you, th- when you think that you don't have any monsters in your clan, cause again, not all of your cards are face up just based on how the gameplay is, which I don't completely understand. Um, you're supposed to shout like Sorsa, which means like some, I forget that means. I, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Because my pronunciation is so good. Yeah, I don't know. It's S A O R S A. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that's Sorsa. 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 I don't know. They can um, tell me what they want me to say. I'm never going to say what they want me to say. So again, like you, you have to make sure that you remember like what went down or you have to know because if you're wrong, you get like an eight penalty points. So like it, there's some really interesting card play in there that I, I think it's just super intriguing to me. And the artwork is really cool. So if you're interested, if you like card games, unique card games, um, if you're interested in Scottish lore, you know, check this one out. Monsters for Loch Lomond. Uh, there's 11 days left on that Kickstarter and it's only $19, which so I feel like makes it worth a gamble. Yeah, so we were just talking about how how we like funky card games, and I think this is pretty interesting. I do like the art; the art's fantastic. I know the art's really good on this. Uh, and nineteen bucks, like I might take a flyer on this one and check it out and see what happens. I know I, like, I I'm like really intrigued by this. I like Love Letter. I like golf. That game's pretty fun. Um, and if it's anything like that, it's at least going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like totally funded. I mean, a lot of people seem into it because it's like a, a really decent price and it looks cute. Like I'm, I'm super intrigued. So on that note, that's all I have for news today. All right. So let's talk about some games that we played. So we're going to talk about a game that we've had on our shelf to start off for a really long time. We actually got... These, I think, maybe not at, like, PAX. I think the first year we went to PAX, we picked this stuff up. Uh, And that is Hero Realms, the Runes of Thandar Cooperative Expansion. I may be wrong when we got it, but we've had it on the shelf for a long time. It's been just in in shrink. We didn't play it. So what this does is it takes Hero Realms, which is a competitive deck building game. You're trying to get cards, attack your opponents, being the last player alive. That's kind of what you're trying to do. Um, but this makes it so everybody's working together to attack a big bad. And the game's going to play like Hero Realms. And, you know, so you're going to have a hand of five cards. You're going to play your cards, acquire new cards to your deck and all that kind of thing. And you're going to be attacking instead of each other. You're going to be attacking either some minions that are in front of you or the player to your left or to your right or the big bad itself to try to kill them. That's how you win. You're trying to kill the big bad before the big bad eliminates all the players Uh, we played through two scenarios and we failed the first one once won the second time and then we got obliterated when we (laughs) played the second one which is this different monster that kept bringing out all these uh imps it was like a baddie that was a big imp and it kept bringing out all these other imps and attacking us and it was nothing but bad times um 
But I will say, this is the way that I want to play Hero Realms moving forward. I don't like attacking each other. Just only put the big bad in the middle and I can attack that. That's way more fun to me. Because yes, it's cooperative, but you can't really quarterback on people's turns because you still have your own cards to play. You still have your own turn to make. And sometimes you get put in these situations where you can't help anybody and they can't help you. So you're playing your own game anyway. Just kind of trying to see how long you can live to kind of help everybody. And I like all that. It was really fun. Yes, it was hard, but I had a good time. So how'd you feel about this one? Wow, this is really hard. Um, I, I felt like I couldn't I couldn't get anything going. Like maybe there's a like a recommended setup. Like, hey, when you first start and you're an idiot, play these people. Use these cards. Because I felt like I could never get anything to like jive together right. I couldn't. That's so why I couldn't kill anything. I couldn't do anything. I felt impotent. It was awful. And imps kept coming after me for some reason. <laughs> I just was like, I don't know what to tell you. I just kept dying. It just. I mean, at least you weren't stuck behind a table for like half a game. That's true. But I just felt like. But even if I. That probably would have been better because I couldn't find anything anyway. I wasn't behind the table, but I had no power. Like it just was. It was very frustrating because I felt like I couldn't get any momentum, any traction. And so I generally don't like when games slap you around as badly as this one does. And it really freaking does. Badly. Um, And I kind of don't like that. It's not like it wasn't fun to play. I think. (laughs) Um, I just feel like I'm like, can we put some training wheels on this? I mean, how you felt getting slapped around by the big bad is how I feel playing this game against you. Mm. So, now you know. Okay, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> but I feel like you have a chance when I'm playing you, I think. I'm dead in like three turns. Well, I, I don't understand why you can't get it together. Like, you do have chances. The cards are out there. But I felt like these cards weren't out there. It was like... No, I did. I did much better at this. I don't know. I, I felt like I was controlling myself a little bit more here. Yeah, and I did not. I was like, "This is awful. I can't make anything work." I, and I don't know if I picked a bet. I don't know because I couldn't get more cards to do things with because I never had enough to do any to buy any cards. I don't. It was just a vicious cycle. And I maybe I just played badly. I don't know. It was. It was. It was rough. I wonder if it would feel different because we played it at four. I wonder if it would matter at a different player count. I mean, the baddie takes the turn every single turn, so I don't know how if that would help. But yeah, I, don't I know. feel like that's too much. That's what it says. Everybody's turn. That's what you do. flip a baddie and then you fight the baddie. I know, but the problem is also the bad guy takes the villain takes a turn first, and I really don't think you should do that. And especially the first round when you have nothing. And if you restart over, which we're not even sure because the rules are kind of not good. Um, if you restart over for the most part every round, except for whatever you've been allowed to like level up or gain. Yeah, you should, which is limited if you even get that far. Um, it should not take a turn first. I think that's just cruel and unusual. Yeah. I mean, that's how Marvel United goes too. Bad guy goes first. It's just how it goes, I think. Maybe I just need to play it more. I don't know. I could even use a fireball. That was very upsetting as a wizard. Yeah, you were pretty much dead weight when we were playing. 
I know. It was so I was like so sad. I'm like, I want to do things. <laughs> I want to kill things. Why can't I kill the things? Maybe yeah. I shouldn't pick the wizard. Maybe I should pick like this barbarian or something. I'm like, well, I just want to attack. Kill, kill, kill. That's how. Well, that, <laughs> that's why I switched because the rogue was not doing anything. It wasn't working against that first person. Hmm. I don't know. So it wasn't, it's not like it was bad. I I just, I, I'm willing to keep going. I'm absolutely willing to keep going. Well, there's only four I, more, four more baddies. So I just have accepted that I will suck terribly. <laughs> Just like the next game we're going to talk about. Yep, that's what I was going to say. We're going to lead into another game that you almost flipped the table on, which I don't know why. I was, um, this one is way worse <laughs> than how I feel about Hero Elves. So the next game we're going to talk about is a game that I found at Half Price Books for like five bucks or something. And it's called Six Nymphed. And I played this a ton on BGA, Board Game Arena. And this is at, this is another game from Wolfgang Cromer. Wait, Sansushi's from Keesling, right? Keesling. Yeah, so this is his other half, Wolfgang Cromer. This is a little card game. And what you're trying to do is you are trying to score the fewest points possible. And the way you're going to be doing that is you're going to have 10 cards in your hand that are going to be numbered from 1 to 104. There's one instance of every number. And each of these cards is going to have a number of bull heads on the top, depending on what the card is. Uh, it could be ranged from 1. It could go all the way to, I think, 8. And when it's your turn, there's these four cards out in the middle of the table. You're gonna. Everyone's gonna pick a card face down, and you're going to. We're all gonna flip it at the same time, and then going from low number to high number, you're going to put your number next to one of the columns. If you're lower than a card that's out there, you have to take a column, and that's bullheads that you're going to score. If you're higher, you're going to go to the closest number, the number that you're closest to. The rub here is if there's ever five cards in a column, you put the sixth card. You have to take all of the cards. And that's a whole lot of points. And you're going to keep playing through as many rounds as you need to, till someone hits 66, whoever has the lowest points is the winner. That's the game. Super easy, pretty random, a lot of chaos. But I really like this game. It's super fun. Uh, there is some strategy to it. It doesn't feel like it. But the more that you play it, the more the strategy does kind of come. You can kind of know what you need to play next to make it work. Um, not that you can do that all the time, but there is more strategy than the game looks like. And I, I really like this game. It's fun, it's fast, and it's just chaos, and I dig it. So now you talk about why you made it, it made you want to flip the table. So when we first played this, I thought I liked it. I was like, okay, this is fun. Because I, I felt like I had a chance. For some reason, the last couple times I played it, it's been awful. Like, there was a round where I got 41 points. F 41 points. The whole game ends when someone gets 66. I don't know why it failed so, like, why I just couldn't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know why, but it's like every time. It's like how I feel about area control games. I'm like, okay, cool. Totally got this. I got this area thing locked down. But I'm like, I'm doing I'm playing it how I'm supposed to. I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I got my people here. I anticipated some things. Cool. Next round, someone's like, oh, just kidding. Um, you thought you had it, but I did the secret back way that somehow you didn't notice. And now it means that I have all the sections you've ever had in your entire life. 
and they are mine. And I'm like, wait, what? how did that happen? I was doing so good, but I never get to keep it. Never. That was this game. I'm like, yeah, I got this number. It's going to be great. No, just kidding. Someone's going to take it away from you and you're going to get 50 million points. Ha ha ha. Every time. Like, I just, just very right, upsetting. So, so first off, you're making it seem like this game is like, it takes an hour and then you're miserable for an hour. It's like 30 minutes. Well, I was miserable for 30 minutes, the whole 30 <laughs> minutes. And we played twice, twice. So an hour, a whole hour. I was very upset. Well, I thought maybe after you've played this game now twice, three times, you might be getting a little better. But I thought so. I, I was really good at the beginning. And it has gone downhill since then. And I don't know why. And I, I'm, I'm good at card games. I am. I thought I was. I guess I'm not. <laughs> not that one. Oh, I I just I don't know what's happening. Also, then for some reason, like consistently in one game, Jason would always pick the card that was just like one lower than me or like one higher than me. Like just it's like he went out of his way to screw me over. And he does this like I don't even know what card you're playing. I'm telling you. And like every card game where you have to like kind of outthink your opponents. Jason always somehow finds a way to screw me. I don't know how he does it. I don't know if he like reads the cards in my eyes. I can't figure it out. But it yeah, always right. happens. And it's You're so annoying. Too much credit. Because any other time, absolutely, there's no way in Hades he would ever figure me out. But somehow in a game like this, he does. And I end up with 41 points. Not even ex- I'm not exaggerating. 41 points in one hand. And I was like, I'm seriously going to flip the table. And I'm not that kind of gamer, but I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, I don't even understand it because this, this game is... It's it's the odd-shaped bullhead that looks like a flea outline. It's just inciting rage <laughs> in me, and I, I can't deal with it. <laughs> so for everybody else, this is a good game that you should check out. Uh, it's really simple. It plays up to 10 people. 10 people will be absolute madness. Um, I don't even know. If I, I welcome ten people. I welcome ten people at this point because then I'm no. like, you know what? It's going to be crazy. I probably won't win, and I will accept that. But no, in a three player game, I cannot accept forty one points in one round. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, aside from Katie, uh, everybody else who's played is really like, well, your aunt got a little mad too. But <laughs> no, she fun. was way more mad at um, the Lord of the Rings, Rings deck builder. That's true. Uh, but if if you like cool card games that are, you know, it has a lot of luck. It's not like the deepest of games. But if you like card games that are, you know, quick, easy to learn, easy to play, I say check it out because it is, I think it's fun. Don't listen to what Katie said. I think it's fun. So anyway, moving on to a game that I, I'm pretty sure Katie does like. Um, and I like it. The more I play it, the more I like it, even though I'm terrible at it, probably 70% of the time. And that game is raw. From the great Dr. Reiner Knizia and 21st Century Games. And this is an auction set collection game set in ancient Egypt times. Um, Yeah, that's the game. You are pulling tiles out of a bag, trying to get different kinds of tiles. And then once you see tiles that you like, that you want to get, you can start an auction. Or maybe Ra will come out of the bag and that tile will make you start an auction. And then you're going to go around the table one time. Whoever starts the auction gets last, is the last person to bid. They have final say on the auction. Whoever bids the highest takes the tiles. But they also swap their bidding number with the number on this board. And you're only limited to a certain amount of auctions that you can win each round. Then at the end of the round, when either everybody's bid all their tokens, which probably won't happen, 
or the raw statue or the raw boat moves to the end of the track. The round's over. You're going to score every tile on your board except for your monuments. And they all, they're all going to score in different ways. Maybe if you have the most of something, you have to have at least three different kinds of something. Um, money will give you points. There's these god tiles that are worth two. The most annoying one is the Nile and the Flood tile because they both go together to score. Um, it's a really fun game. It can be a little irritating with the way the tiles come out sometimes and people starting auctions for no reason, even though they know that you they know you don't want them to start an auction, which is super annoying. Um, but yeah, That's the reason to start the auction. Yeah, I understand. It's a good game. I enjoy it quite a bit. Glad we have this nice fancy copy and I uh, can't wait to play it some more. So yeah, I dig raw. How you feel about raw? Yeah. Um, I played this at our rundown mechanics con for Tim's birthday. He taught it. Apparently he taught a few things wrong, but I guess it's a given with Tim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is fun. It is that push your luck element. The components are really cool. Um, it is, in some ways, it feels kind of luck driven. I mean, oh, it's, are, it's super lucky. But there are some strategies that I think work. Uh, but yeah, I had one round. <laughs> we played the whole first round. I don't. I didn't have any tiles, or one or two, maybe that was it. Um, so yeah, sometimes the sometimes the score is great. Sometimes it's not like. You just kind of have to, and then like what you get and flowing with what you get, um, you know, that's like, that's kind of part of it, which I like because some, I guess some people get mad that, well, it's luck driven. Well, yeah, but you just kind of roll with what you have, you know, like. Yeah. Just because a game has luck doesn't mean you can't come up with a strategy or like some kind of tactics to make it work for you. Yeah. And this is definitely one of those games. I mean, the the theme is kind of pasted on, but the components are cool and the tiles look cool. Um, and I think it's really accessible for all kinds of people. Um, and it's generally one of those where you play and you're like, okay, let's do it again. Like, I got it now. I got it now. Let's try it again. Or I can do better than that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do like it. Yeah. It, anybody can play this game and it's not going to take you more than an hour to play with teach mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's super quick. It is quick. Sometimes quicker than others. That's true. Yeah. It, it can go quicker, but yeah, it shouldn't take you any more than 90 minutes for sure. Right. All right. So those are the games we played. Let's talk about even more games. All right. So things have been going crazy. I actually am having like a big change of occupation. Um, I'm leaving teaching for the time being and uh, working as a civilian for the United States Air Force uh, starting in July. So that meant that Origins opened wide up for us. So we will definitely be there. It's really close to us. We have to drive just about an hour to get there. So it's no problem to go there and back in a day. And we are pumped for Origins 2023. And that's what this episode is all about. The things that we are going to track down at Origins. Now, I always have kind of a big list. When I look at these, like I know Jason had posted on social media saying, well, there's not very many games on this listing. And I honestly, for the most part, am okay with that because um. I think 
then it helps me narrow down games I want to try out, play, and see if they're worth buying. Um, but every time I look at like, oh, here's what's going to be there, I have like a whole, a list of like 20 because I'm like, ooh, what about that? Ooh, what about that? And then I actually go and try and see it. I'm like, okay, I totally misunderstood that. <laughs> That's not what it's like at all. But it's so good or it's not good or, wow, the pictures were terrible or they didn't have any pictures and now I can see it and that means something different. So we each pulled four, five. How many are on our list? Four, 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 four games, and they're different. And we made did that on purpose. Uh, so you get a total of eight games that we are definitely looking forward to. That are going to be at Origins. So, Jason, get us started. What's the first thing you're going to be hunting down at Origins? All right. So the first thing that I'm going to look for. Well, depending on where it is in the, the hall. But the first thing I want to talk about that struck my fancy is Santa's Workshop 2nd Edition. Now, I don't know if this is a reprint, a straight reprint, or if it's getting um, some changes done to it, cleaning it up. I don't know any about anything about that. I don't care. Other than this, one fact. The art is now from Andrew Bosley. Andrew Bosley is amazing. So, I need to check it out. And I like Santa's Workshop. Uh, we have, of, of course, the first edition. But again, it was the only edition, so you can't say that I bought the old and busted one. It was just the only one. Uh, but it has really weird art. It's a real grand game, so you know what you're getting kind of there. But it's a cool worker placement game where you're trying to make toys and deliver them to kids for Christmas. Uh, you may go and pet the reindeer and do some of that stuff. And then Santa's going to come every so often and investigate your work and give you some points. You got different elves that are going to have special abilities and powers that will help you along your journey. Fantastic game. Um, if this one makes some tweaks, because sometimes the last round in the first game can get a little bogged down because everybody's trying to do the same thing. Right. So if this one maybe fixes that, I'm down. So artwork alone. Now, I just, I'm usually not this guy, but I do really like Andrew Bosley. So artwork alone, this game is worth picking up because it looks great. But fixing the mechanics, it would definitely be picked up. So there we go. So my first one, Santa's Workshop. That is so shallow. You didn't, uh, wasn't there just a blog post ranting about how games need to be worried about form instead of... No, I don't know what you're saying. That doesn't sound like something I would write. Hmm. Interesting. Speaking I of believe... this, though, I was looking around the room and I don't know where our Belgian beers race game is. I just saw it the other day. Oh, I'll keep looking. I don't know where it is. I saw it. It should be in the the stack to the left of the window. All right, I'll keep looking. You can talk. Okay. So my first game, I did pick based on um, looks <laughs> because I was super attracted to the actual like box art on this. And that game is called Dubious. Um, that's from Arcane Wonders. It is you. It's out now, I believe, because you can actually buy it. But this is a game, um, Deduction, which y'all know I'm a big fan. Deduction with like a little bit of story, right? So you're like trying to guess who's who, as far as I can tell. Should I have watched the videos that exist for this? Absolutely. Did I? No, I did not. Um, shock gasp i know right watch a video listen to some podcasts you're right um 
I've done a few here lately. Um, the cover art is super awesome. It's like this hat and this white mask, but no actual face with like a, a glove holding up a, a, a like an open zippo. It is super intriguing, right? And I thought I was reading in this game, there's like three different types that you can play as far as theme, like fantasy, medieval, or modern, which I think is super cool. So in this game, you get um, you get like an identity, an occupation, and you get a secret. And those are the two things that people are trying to discover about you based on your answers to questions. Um, so like your occupation could be a baker and your secret could be um, that you are a counterfeiter, which is really interesting because like dough uh, is passing. I think it's cool. OK. Anyway, so like you get two two occupations, you choose one, you get two secrets, you choose one. So you already know an occupation and a secret that aren't out there for other people to be, right? Okay, so we're starting deduction, yeah? Jason, this is how it works, okay? Um, and there's, yeah, there's like three different sets of possibilities of occupations and secrets. So then cards will come out that are asking questions like, um, what superpower would you have? So like a counterfeit baker, the superpower might be super speed, or, um, yeah, the ability to, like, make things faster. I don't know. Like, you are answering them, I think. And then you listen to everyone's answers to the questions to try and figure out what you think their um, occupation and their secret are. I don't completely understand it, but it looks really really cool like really cool the artwork is freaking phenomenal and i love 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 deduction so i'm super intrigued by this game so dubious is on my list for sure yeah uh this probably isn't one that i want to check out but that's fine we'll go to, i'm sure there's something at the arcane wonders booth that i'll be interested in oh there's some other things i saw at the arcane wonders booth that i wanted anyway yeah i'm sure uh, but yeah, that box cover is pretty cool, though. I'll give you that. I think that you cool. might like it, though. It's like deduction, but, you know, it's not all reds or something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let me tell you about that game, 13 Clues. We saw how well <laughs> that went, okay? Mm, yeah, that was not good. <laughs> I'm just not good. My brain doesn't work like that. All right, so the game, the next game that I wanted to check out is already out, I believe. Um, I've seen some reviews, and I think it's been for sale. But, again, we don't get a ton of new games. So, to me... This will be the first time I'm checking it out. And that is Joan of Arc, the Orléans Draw and Write. And this is from Capstone. And this is effectively, well, from what I've looked at, it looks exactly like Orléans, except instead of moving around on the board, you're just checking stuff off on a, a paper. You're still pulling the tokens out of the bag. And then based on the tokens that you get, that's going to determine some actions that you can take. So instead of placing them on your bo- your player board to allow you to do certain actions, like if I pull out a knight, I can do this thing on my player board. If I pull out this, I can do this other thing on my player board. So it's similar vibe to it. Um, I don't know if it has the events or not. I don't know everything that it does, but from the way the paper looks that you're filling out, looks just like Orleon. I love Orleon. I don't really love rolling rights, but maybe pulling stuff out of the bag won't let me overlook that because I do love that. So... Joan of Arc Orleans draw and write is one I want to check out for sure. I feel like um, 
this could be a good like what do I call it? like not quite a roll and write like there are other games I think that feel like roll and writes that aren't like a lot of like um, the board game tables games that have like dry erase markers. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because think- QE is technically a roll like a roll and write, but it feels like a different type of game. Right, right. Which is so I yeah, think that this yeah. would be good. Interesting. Uh, my next one I've looked forward to for a long time because I absolutely love, I think, every stinking game that this, this company has made. And that is Kids Table Board Games. And the game is Diced Veggies. Um, I believe this is demo only still. I, I think so. I think that's what I saw when I was looking through it. So this looks to be like a lighter one of their games. But gosh, I freaking love everything from them. So I'm like... I don't care what it is um, where you've got this this you make like a little square of dice which is like your block and the dice are different colors represent different vegetables and you are going to then use this really cute um, like player piece which is like a cardboard cleaver meat cleaver <laughs> uh, to cut the dice out of the block that you want to use um, for your recipes so there are but there are some stipulations like you can't cut out dice that the pips add up to more than 10 or um, like you can't cut dice out that like separates the block. So it's no longer intact um, as one. I just think it looks like a cute little game. Um, their production quality is always awesome. I love the art style that they have. I just... I just like have a weird love affair with kids table board games. Um, even though I just learned how to say their name like last week. Um, I- I'm sure you'll forget again. <laughs> I probably will. There's, I was just, I, I looked them up in BGG. I'm like, we have all their games. So I'm like, no, we don't. Oh, most of them, honestly. We don't have like bugs on rugs and, um, there's like food, a goat, like a house or food ghost fighters. House. Yeah, um, Haunt the House. Yeah, Haunt the House, yeah. Which I didn't know about. Coco Nana. We have the big box ones. These are all like the little box ones, like oh. Dice, Dice, whatever that ones you're talking about. I want Maple Valley. We do a power plant. Problem we, Picnic. We back Maple Valley. It's just not done yet. And we got Recreators. Recreators the Shark. I know. I wanna, I'm want. i hoping they have that. I want to get that. Or the Relic Hunter. Cool. Yeah, I just... um. The art style is what I I dig. It's like right, like even the fonts, I love it. Like I'm a fan girl of kids table board games. Is that right? <laughs> so I'm not sure. Yes. Seriously, it's written on the outline. Come on. I'm not looking at the outline right now. I'm looking at their list of games. Um. So I don't. I I am really intrigued by this game, and especially if it's one that I feel like we could play with our daughter who likes to play games a lot she's wants to play them more and more um she really likes creature comforts from them as well so i think this would be i'm excited to demo it check it out so diced veggies at ktbg yeah i'm hoping that maybe they'll have some for sale and they're just not saying that they do Mm. that's what i'm hoping because i would like to grab that it would be fun to play have they had the kickstarter for it I don't know if they have yet or not, or if it's going to be an add-on to one of them or something. I'm not sure. Hmm. 
So speaking of games with dice and little boxes, my game is called Chicken from <laughs> Keymaster Games. And this is a little push your luck game. So if we're going to talk about games that I'm excited about, we got to have push your luck in here because I love that stuff. And this is a game with really funky art. It's weird colors. Um, it's got orange and yellow and white dice with orange and yellow and white faces, a crazy little like fabric board that you're keeping score on. And the game comes in a tube, which is also those, that weird color pattern. And what you're doing in this is you are rolling the dice and you're tr either trying to roll all the dice that are passed to you, or you're going to chicken out and roll fewer dice. What you're trying to do is you're trying to score chickens or you're trying to roll chicken so you can score points. But if you roll three or more foxes, you're going to bust. So it's kind of like um, Farkle or um, zombie dice or something where if you roll too many like weapons and kills all your zombies and stuff. But there's also eggs in this one that can hatch other dice and cause people to re-roll and all that kind of stuff. And you're just trying to be the first player through all these dice rollings to get 25 points to win the game. And that's it. Just a crazy dice rolling game with some push-your-luck elements. So I had to talk about it. Keymaster's fantastic, so I'm sure that this is this one's going to be good because they have a good pedigree of games. So, yeah. Chicken is mine. Third one. This I just want to buy this and give it to my cousin. Um, so my, my cousin, he's probably, he's got to be in like his mid-20s by now. When he was a little kid, like in elementary school, um, he was the president of the Chicken Club, which is a club that he made up. And, like, he was really serious about it, like, had, like, posters, all kinds of stuff. Like, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he at some point decides to go on and, like, I don't know, work in D.C. Like, he's be, just. Be a chicken farmer? Not a chicken farmer. But, so, like, he does he does everything, like, he's going to take over. And <laughs> the chicken club was a huge deal. And I'm like, dang, I should get him the chicken game. <laughs> like, you, you, you said it wrong. Chicken! Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, the next game is for another publisher I love, but they changed their name, and that only con continues to confuse me. So uh, the game I want to talk about is Pollen. And so Pollen is a Reiner Knizia game. Hey, we know him, right? I love um, Knizia. Are you going to turn... Are you going to leave... Are you going to throw over Stephen Feld for Reiner Knizia? Stephen Feld? Stephen Feld. <laughs> <laughs> That's his uh, English. That's his English well, name. <laughs> well, part of it is people will actually play Knizia games with me, so there is that. Um, we play. Uh, I feel like we play Feld games a lot. We haven't played a Feld game since the last time we played Merlin with the board game rundown, guys. All right. Since I don't know which games are Feld except for Merlin, then I, it makes it difficult for me to judge. <laughs> <laughs> but Pollen is Renner Knizia. Um, and I guess this might be abstract in some ways, but this is a game about creating a garden and the artists. So first off, like I was attracted to this game because it's so pretty. Beth Sobel is the artist on this. Uh, this is from um, BoardGameTables.com. I refuse to use their new name. I don't care. <laughs> I just now got to say it right. Again, we've talked about this. I have problems. You can't go change it on me. But Pollen... Um, you are planting flowers somehow uh, <laughs> and like you've got these pollinator tokens and you're trying to surround the pollinator tokens with flowers 
So like it gets the that pollinator gets attracted to your garden, and so then I think you get points for the flowers and the pollinator. But it what's really interesting is the tiles are so pretty. So they have like rounded edges, so they create circles to go around pollinators, and the colors are beautiful and vivid. Um, also, what I love is you know I can't resist a good shaped meeple so there are these little bees and bugs and butterfly meeples that are your little pollinators that go on there and they're just so dang cute i love it so much and they come out of this little bag i don't know um but you're trying to surround these pollinators to get points for your garden do i know more than that no should i probably but it was pretty and I do, we do have a decent number of flower games or like plant-based games because it is a theme that I, I really like. Um, and, and it's all the rage right now. It is, it is. But they're also tend, tend to be like quicker and lighter as far as how you play the game, but you can really get strategic about the moves you make. And I love that in a game. Uh, and this looks very similar to that. Um so I, I'm pretty intrigued by it. So that's Pollen from BoardGameTables.com. Also known as All Play, if you, <laughs> you haven't heard of Board Game Tables. We probably should say the actual name. I so almost said Kids Table Board Games, and I'm like, oh, no, wait. <laughs> Just because I can say table. that publisher, it's a different table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would um. play this game for sure. It's Knizia, and I like more of his games than I don't, so... You know, that, that's fun. All right, so my last game is a game that I've actually watched a playthrough on, but still can't tell you anything that's going on about this game other than one thing, and we'll get to that. And the game is called Resurgence. And this is from Half a Kingdom Games. I don't know anything else they do. I probably could look that up, but I'm not going to. And what you're doing in this game is you are drawing chits out of a bag. So that has my interest right there. And you're, try- you're going to be placing these chits on the boards to take different actions, to try to play cards, collect resources, all that kind of stuff to ultimately score points. Now, there's way more to it than that. That's an oversimplification. But all you needed to tell me was you're pulling stuff out of a bag and the game's got to be good. So, yeah, just on that alone. And I remember watching the playthrough and I did enjoy the playthrough. So chances are it's something that I'm going to like. So my last one, that probably the one I'm... The most excited about is Resurgence, even though I know little to nothing about it. So there we go. Uh, you do like them because they did Endless Winter, uh, Guild Academies of Valeria, Shadow Kings of Kingdoms of Valeria. Half a ki- uh, Endless Winter is um, Fa- Fantasia Games. It says past projects on their website, and it's listed on there. Maybe it's the designer. Dice Hospital. Let's I don't see. know. You know I don't know. Oh, yeah. The designer of this. Yeah, okay. Not the publisher. Yeah, I was thinking publisher. Yes. So I do like this designer a lot. So, yeah, you had me at Endless Winter. There you go. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, see, I knew that. I knew that. Ha! I just looked it up on the interwebs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So my last one, I know next to nothing about except the name and the designer and the artist who I love and the publisher who I also like. Clement's uh, Clowns. No. Try again. <laughs> Although I do love Clemens Franz. All art leads back to Clemens Franz. In a, in a weird way in which I don't like his art. Uh, 
I love Cummins Franz and that I don't like his artwork. Um, the game is Luthier. Luthier. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just always go with the Prince French pronunciation. This uh, apparently is super recent, super dropped. It's from Payerson Games, and I really like them um, because they distilled. did distilled. And yeah. we talked. We talked to Dave Beck, right? Yep, and he gave us a shot glass because that was cool. He was so nice, so excited to talk about his game, so excited to talk about games in general. Um, and we talked about games we like, and he really says he he likes the crunchier Euros. And I'm like, dude, we're with you. And he's like, yeah, I'm working on one, and I think this was it. Yeah, I think I think so. The artist is Vincent Dutrait, dude. That's my homeboy. I love me some Vincent Dutrait artwork. For I real. would like to see um, instruments drawn in the style of Weaver's and Santiago. No, <laughs> oh. we've seen that before. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one wants that. But I love Mr. Detroit. Um, and I really like Dave Beck. And I really like Paris and Games. So this is going to the height of classical music in Western Europe, which I'm a big fan. Bach, Mozart, Beethoven. Love me. All of them. Uh, even though Tchaikovsky is my favorite, right? So it's like a combination of hidden bidding and worker placement. And you're managing your resources to craft these musical instruments in your workshop. And then also like get historic patrons. I mean, obviously you need patrons. Um, you've got your own tableau for your actions. You can get bonuses through that. You're going to like improve your skills, get some worker abilities. I mean, everything they're talking about is like speaking to me. So then you can do some other things like meet some their goals to unlock to work on like musical performance, some instrument building, repairing, training your apprentices, expand your workshop, gaining reputation. And the end of this sentence is what I'm so all about. Provide multiple paths to victory. Yes, please. What the what? I am down. There, they, they're just now is a picture of the box cover, which, you know, looks great. I like it. That's it. <laughs> as far as it is concerned, um, I, I, I cannot wait. I'm definitely going to demo this. Distilled is also going to be there, and I want it. But my husband's a cheapskate and won't pay ninety dollars for that game. No. Um, I will so, not. You are correct. I'm just going to hold out. If he's doing like pre-order copies or pre-orders for Luthier, I'm doing it and you can suck it because I was sad that we missed out on Distilled and this looks really good and has a theme that I really enjoy. Um, this theme has been tried to, has been used by other people. Uh, the one that I think I would like to play is Lacrimosa, obviously. A lot of people are saying it's really great. Yeah, I would love to play that. Amazing. The other themes, the other games that are themed this way, I felt have all failed horribly to be good. I'm very upset by that. I'm looking at you, Symphony Number no. Nine, as one example. Well, in Symphony Number no. Nine's defense, it's not. It's an auction game, but it's just, it it doesn't feel like it should be an auction game. <laughs> it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, right, right. Um, right. and I, I just feel like this has. This has the potential, man. I mean, we're work, we're we're building our instruments. We're getting patrons. We're doing all these things. Multiple paths of victory. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so Luthier, Paris and Games, I'm coming for you. 
yeah, that one seems really cool for sure. Uh, he's like blowing it away with, you know, coming out of the, the gate swinging with distilled and then hopefully this one's awesome, but distilled has gotten great reviews. So I'm assuming this one will be good as well, but I like the theme on this one almost better than distilled. Yeah. Um, I like the artwork on distilled too. Like the ideas, I thought the mechanics were really good. Um, I've yet to play the full game. We did demo it with Dave, Mr. Beck. I, I'm not sure. We're not close. I don't know if we're close enough. He doesn't listen you to us. Make up a name, call him something else like Don. He, he doesn't, Don Beck. He doesn't Don listen. Beck, Stephen Feld. Stop it. That was his English name. Okay. Uh, he doesn't listen to us, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, I I it was it was really cool to just demo it. I'd like to play the full version of that and. I can't wait to demo this. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the top four games that each of us are looking for. There are many others. Oh, my goodness. Um, Mother Frankenstein was cool. Uh, there was another one from All Play that I was interested in. Fiction. Um, and then there's always surprises. And there's things that I'm excited to see that we've already talked about. They've either been on Kickstarter or they, were, they came out. They were there last year. Um, and I'm excited to see them again. I also really love to look for new kids games, uh, pick up something for our kids. I hope Loki is there because that is such a great kids game company. Um, but also, if you're there, come find us, please. We'd love to hang out. We'd love to see you. Love to say hey. Um, also, if you aren't coming or if you are, tell us what are you looking forward to hunting down, to finding, to seeing at origins 2023 yeah and one more thing i'm excited about is the crusty rio ground booth that has all those old busted games that i just can't quit so looking forward to that a lot too <laughs> yeah it's like everything is clemens franz artwork in that booth uh, oh yeah or worse actually <laughs> <laughs> yes actually worse clemens franz is a gem yeah <laughs> he looks like you know tool compared to some of this stuff I feel bad. I know Clemens Franz has listened to us, and I bet he's a wonderful person. I don't actually hate his art. It's just I like you know. It's at this point, it's just kind of become a meme now. So, <laughs> you know, I just feel kind of bad. Clemens, if you're listening, you're number one in my heart. Okay, unless Vincent Detroit is listening, and he really is number one. Yeah, if they're listening to us, they need to find better things to do. I know. This is only pretty okay. You don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I ran out of water, so we're going to have to wrap this up. Um, But yes, let us know what you're you're looking forward to at Origins. Check out the list that's out there. Um, If you're going to be there, let us know. We'd love to say, hey, uh, our friends, the Board Game Rundown, will be there in a booth. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Selling kisses or something weird. I don't know, but they'll be there. So stop by, say, hey. I will probably be around there some too. Um, Or we'll be like at North Market getting some like awesome pretzels and sushi and Jenny's ice cream. Yes, I definitely want a pretzel. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. My water ran out too soon. <laughs> <laughs>